Hi, Madonna Louise Veronica Ciccone here. When will you understand that I am a person and not a thing? Look it up. Do something else. Do my eyebrows. Better to say, am I being true to myself? And is this what I want to say? And have I expressed myself the way I want to express myself? I mean, that's what it's all about. Hi, this is Detox, and you're listening to MLBC, the Madonna podcast. Hey guys, it's Tony, and who knew it's been 10 years to the day of Tears of a Clown? Oh, I saw that. Yes. Ten years? Yes. Ten years. I know. I can't believe it. No, five years. That can't be. Five years. You're right. Five years. I almost (laughs) threw myself out of my house. I was like almost about to jump out the window. It was was five. I was going to say, I'm like, ten years? No way. Um, Hey, everybody. This is Stefan. Thanks for joining us for another episode of MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna Louise Veronica Ciccone. And as you just heard, we are joined today by the most killiness cross-dresser on the planet. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Detox is with us. Welcome, Detox. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi, Detox. Welcome to our show. I'm so excited to be talking to you. I know. This is like, it's a kid. (laughs) <laughs> it's kismet, you know, when, when when we saw that you had, and we will talk about this in, in length, but when we saw that you had gotten the Polaroid in Chicago during the Madame X tour, I was like, we've got to get her on the show. I don't know how. We're like, we need to talk to Detox. Yeah. Were you guys there? <laughs> not in Chicago, but. No. We, not oh, okay. multiple, <laughs> multiple times, though. Um, it was so but yeah, um, I'm sure we'll get into it. We will, we will get into Madonna. Um, very. I just wanted to. How, how are things with you? I, I saw you have a crazy wallpaper in your powder room. <laughs> yes, I just said, listen, okay. So I bought this house three years ago. It's the first time I've ever lived on my own. It's definitely, I mean, it's it's an older home and I definitely want to put my touches on it. And so we started renovating the house just before the pandemic hit. And then obviously the whole world shut down. I, you know, stopped working and it was, a, it's, it's, I call it the crack mansion because it's a huge house, but it's a fucking, it looks like a crack house right now because it is <laughs> the sawdust everywhere, you know, questionable building materials. Just, it just is a disaster. So um, I've been very stressed out dealing with all of that. And then yesterday I had um, a friend of my sister who does, I guess he did some of her wallpaper at her house, came over and did my little guest like powder room. And I was so excited because he did such an excellent job. But it's also like now I'm like seeing things like slowly progress and I'm falling a little bit in love with the house again. Because for a while there I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can curse or not, but I do have a pretty... Profane mouth, so I apologize. Oh yeah, but I'm like, oh, feel burn the motherfucker down, down, burn the fucker down, please. <laughs> but now I'm like, I think I'm back on <laughs> on the love train. We'll see for now until my contractor fucks something else up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so then again, this is not Madonna related. What did you think of the Wandavision finale? I haven't been able to watch it yet, so don't say anything. I know. Don't hey, say I've been very good at seeing. So. Oh my God, you have to. It's amazing. <laughs> well, that's um, what everyone's telling me. I, had, I Googled it and I asked a couple of people and they're like, are you are you like on this planet? I was like, okay. Cool, it's man. so good. <laughs> yeah. I still have, okay, I, so have I, I just caught up on Drag, Drag Race UK and I still have um, the latest episode of 13 to watch and WandaVision. So. Okay, okay, let me ask right. this question because I'm too lazy to Google it. Where are people seeing Drag Race UK? It's not on... VH1, right? It's on the Wow Presents app. So if you have the Wow Presents app, um, it, it 
yeah, yeah. debuts there as as the episode airs in the awesome. UK. So it usually happens like Thursday afternoon. And it's good to support them too. So hell's yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so that was all. Sorry, I just wanted to get those questions out of the way before we get Tony. I wish wanna... we could talk about it, but I have I'm, been very, well, we'll, yeah. I've been very diligent about staying away from any particular spoilers or anything. So. No, I, and I, I, I am fully. I, I don't like to spoil things. If you haven't seen Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, you should watch that as well. Oh, I did. They sent me actually an amazing um, like PR kit. And I watched it with my mom and my sister and her kids. And I'm, it was really funny, but I wish that it was fucked up. Like, it was like one of those things where you need to be on mushrooms or like acid or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, I think it's a good stoner movie. Oh, that's what for sure. That's, that's what I've heard. Um, <laughs> anyway, Tony, do you want to give Detox a, a proper intro? Not that she needs oh, no, introducing, no. but. Yeah. So proper introduction is in order. Detox icons simply known as Detox, is the stage name of Matthew Sanderson, a performer, recording artist, one of season five contestants of RuPaul's Drag Race, placed fourth, as well as one of the All-Stars 2 runners-up, fashion icon, and her neon Moogler-inspired fashion permanently raised the bar on what passed for a winning runway look. She was on the cover of New York Magazine, ranked as one of the most powerful drag queens in America, if not the world, appeared in (laughs) music videos with Lizzo, Kesha, Rihanna, and Erasure. I saw their Erasure video. She's released several songs, includes the iconic hit, The Boy is a Bottom, and also, don't forget, Chow Down at Chick-fil-A with William Bellay and Vicky Box. <laughs> and she continues to make bank on global tours like Work the World and has shown off her famous plastic surgery well, on not, not, not at the moment, reality yeah. series Botched. Welcome, Detox. Welcome, welcome. Thank okay, you so, for such a crazy, well-rounded introduction there. No, and it just reminds me, it seems like just yesterday that my friend's like, girl, you got to see this video where these bitches are doing this like Chick-fil-A song. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> oh, it was so good. You you guys were even better than Wilson Phillips. So I I, I want you guys to reunite. You know. <laughs> we'll see <Okay>. about that. <laughs> so first things first, before we get in, in, into any drag race stuff, as we will, when did you first become a Madonna fan? How did, how did your Madonna journey begin? Probably in the womb, really. I mean, my my <laughs> sister was a huge fan, and she, my sister's seven years older. So, mm-hmm. you know, before I was even popped out, I think that there was already uh, this innate love of her. Um, and I like some of my earliest memories are watching music videos and dancing with my sister to her old records and um, doing choreographed numbers in our swimming pool and all like Madonna all the time. So it's like I grew up with her. She's like my second mother. My mom gets, mm-hmm. I call her mom Donna, and my mom gets so pissed because I'm like, I wish happy Mother's Day to Madonna before I wish my mother happy Mother's Day. <laughs> and she's like, you're such a brat. It's my Mother's Day. I'm like, you're not my real mom. <laughs> so I don't know. It's been there for as long as I can remember. And as we mentioned, you snagged one of the Polaroids at the Madame X tour in Chicago. Tell us what it was like interacting with Madonna. Wait a minute. So if you say snag, you mean he paid cold hard cash for it? <laughs> yeah. He, well, yes. He, he donated money to the... Uh, raising Malawi. Malawi. To raising Malawi. Malawi. It was all for a great cause, and I would do it again. In fact, I went the next the next time I went, which was like a couple of days later, I went to go get another Polaroid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tried so hard to get it. And then it was funny. My interaction with her the first night was really surreal because like as, as I was walking up, 
I could just, I could hear everyone in the audience like, oh, it's detox, it's detox, oh my god! And people were like chanting my name, and then of course that like responded a you know a reaction from Madonna, who was like, all these oh you know god. all these people seem to know who detox is, and like gave me this little wink, and I'm like, well, your daughter follows me on Instagram, so you know, <laughs> I'm, and I'm I'm friends with some of your team here, so I'm sure I'm sure you know who I am, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but she was like you know super funny really sassy it was like it was such a surreal i was shaking inside but like i was surprised that i kept it cool because i'm you know in my wildest dreams i never imagined that i could ever have like a moment like that with her so mm-hmm. i'm surprised that i didn't just completely pass out and like you know defecate myself but <laughs> i held it together you went, you, you went in show mode I was, to- yeah, I totally went in show mode as soon as I could, like, <laughs> which was kind of wild. And I was there, it was my first time seeing Madonna with my sister. So it was like a super mm-hmm. special oh, day. Wow. And then I got messages from like some of her, like her dancers um, afterwards. They're oh, like, fun. oh my God, she had so much fun with you. That was like the best, you know, Polaroid moment that we've had yet. So the next, that's when I, when I went oh. back the next time I went and tried to get another Polaroid. And she was like, bitch, you got the Polaroid the other night. Let, <laughs> let these girls have their moment. But and then she goes, um, but while you're here, can you help me fix my wig? Because her little, her like lace was lifting a little bit. So I was like, I got to touch the queen's face. I got to help her put her lace down. It was wild. That's and then I went back one. again and I was like, okay, I'm going to fucking go. <laughs> I did it like at the, at all the other times I went. We were on like the three rows back when she was sitting in the beer seat. And I remember telling Stefan, I was like, oh my God, her wig looks great. So how would you rate the wig since you actually handled it with your hands? Oh, they were amazing. <laughs> I mean, like beautiful lace, like super, super. I mean, it's Madonna. Like, would you expect anything other than a, like the most impeccable wig? Well, I mean, come on. We're paying enough money for the concert tickets. The wigs better be good. <laughs> right. Right. We're paying for those wigs, damn it. <laughs> we <laughs> pay your salary. It's, she's probably like, it's probably a fresh wig every show. She's like, she just rips it off at the end of the night and just tosses it in a garbage can. And she's like, give me a new one. <laughs> it's, you know, it's really wild. I was able to um, go backstage and do like a little tour of the of how they had everything set up. And it was just really, because we were doing Work the World um, at the same venue. Uh-huh. I want I, I think in um October we were there or September or October and then she was there in no I don't know we were like a month apart. So it was insane yeah. to see like just how they transformed that because it's a very small, you know, theater mm-hmm. in comparison mm-hmm. to some of the other spaces. Um and there's not a lot of space, you know, space backstage. So they had like it was like a maze, like just intricate weavings of like the chiropractic room and the hair station and the makeup station and her little her you know, Mecca, like, throne room that she has set up with her little shoes, please, and all these little towels. I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> Was there a playroom with a ball pit for the twins? Because, you know, they were up all night, you know? It, it's wild. Um, that I, I actually got to meet the twins when I went back there because they were getting their hair done, and I was, like, freaking out, like, totally geeking out. And then um, I was able to go back where, like, they, they usually, like, they're... they're I don't know, craft service is usually at. Uh-huh. And um, Mercy was in there hanging out. And I was like, oh my God, everyone's here. Like, this is high. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all hell broke loose. They were like, you got to get back to your seat. I think like the show was about to start or, mm-hmm. or she was coming down from her main dressing room. And they were like, get out of here. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> you can't be here now. You have to leave. <laughs> well, well, so wait, what, what did you do with the Polaroid? Where is it now? It's waiting to get framed right now. So I have it in a safe. 
And by mm-hmm. safe, I mean a little Gucci shoe box in my closet. <laughs> and it's been there since I got it. I take it out every now and then just to look at it and like squeeze it. And then you, um, you I'm, I'm getting it, you know, framed in some kind of beautiful shadow box situation. Amazing. Well, that's fun. Um, did So what were your thoughts of the Madame X tour? Did you enjoy the tour? It was incredible. I, first of all, the album was so amazing. Like, it was such a beautiful album. And especially, like, going through what we went through last year, like, so prophetic. And Oh, absolutely, it, yeah. Like, I, I, if that album, I just got chills. If that album was released last year, like, people would mm-hmm. have given it its proper respects. You know what I'm saying? Um, I listened but, to the Madame X album on Election Day, just for whatever reason and while I, 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 yeah. I have chills down my whole body yeah, just me too like <laughs> i was like how did how did she know or or how she's is, part of the illuminati i don't know i think it's just you when your mind is open you can uh pick up on things that other people aren't thinking yeah. about, mm, that whole true. the um whole batuka moment was like yep. by far one of my favorite moments of the entire show like oh just that's the, power the part where i, I cried yeah Oh, yeah, I, Tony, like um, Tony loved Patuka. Buckets, buckets of tears. When, Every when time I, I hear those, too. Yeah, when you hear those footsteps and those women running behind you, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> there they are. What did you think of Frozen, though? I mean, that that's stunning. Yeah, stunning. And then it's like you know having Lola dancing behind her, and like it was just so artistic. The whole the whole pre- presentation of it was just. Mm-hmm. you know, beyond anything that I was even expecting. And I, I mean, obviously I shouldn't have uh, doubted that the queen would do anything less than what we deserve. <laughs> had you seen her on tour before Madame X? I have. Yeah. I've seen her. Um, 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 uh, Reinvention tour was my first tour. And then okay. I've pretty much seen all of them since then. I missed confessions. Unfortunately, I was actually working oh, in retail at the time. Oh, wow. And, um, Clients, I was a makeup artist for Clinique, and clients of mine wanted to take me to like do their makeup and they take me to the show because they knew I was a huge fan. And my fucking work did not give me off, and I will forever rue the day. Macy's Bradenton. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Torch, torch it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and but you, that was the first time interaction you've had with Madonna, right? You've never had any like that was my first time backstage moments. No, it was my first time like speaking to her, meeting her. I've jumped to my whole life. And now I'm like, now we're best friends. (laughs) (laughs) So I've seen three of your drag performances that are directly inspired by Madonna, like uh, the ghost town that you did early on. I think that was in 2015. That was great. But the standouts for me are the SCX performance from Work the World with like the dancers and the choreography and the chandeliers. Oh my God. Crazy. So good. And thank you. And then your performance of You Must Love Me when you were in Buenos Aires. I've started crying again you know and i, never I thought, did too detox i never thought you'd make me cry because you always make me laugh and you brought <laughs> so much emotion to that performance and then people are like grabbing your hands anyway that was great. it was wild like it's like you know probably will go down as like either you know i don't know one of the most important performances i think i've ever done it was oh, like is- so just um the energy the love like i mean my adoration and my kind of obsession with the culture and just because of my love of Madonna, you know, like I was yeah. as a young kid when um, she was first doing Evita, I like immersed myself in anything Ava Peron just to like kind of get a familiarity with why she was so um, passionate mm-hmm. about her. Then it kind of fueled my passion for it. So like, you know, as soon as I started traveling, especially with 
RuPaul's Drag Race, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to go to Argentina. And it was like, once it came up, it was like an immediate yes, whatever. I wanted to go. <laughs> like, so yeah, so tell me what there. that was. Tell me what that was like when you were in Buenos Aires. I, I read that you went to the Recoleta and um, you you know you saw the Casa Rosada and you know like what, what's it like to see the balcony you know and and see her. It's so much smaller than I yeah. was anticipating. Like it's such a it's, it's a pretty small. I mean, comparatively, like you just think of the the grandeur that was that shot. And you just have like this kind of perception that it was like this huge thing, but it's really quite small, um, but beautiful. And Buenos Aires is such a beautiful city and the food was amazing and the people were amazing. And I had such great handlers mm-hmm. that knew that I was like in love with Ava Peron and with Donna. And they've made sure that I hit, like they took me to the museum. They took me to her grave. They took me to, you know, any place that I could go get um, and kind of immerse myself in it. I remember going to the grave and just like collapsing on the, the tomb. Oh my crying. God. Yeah, <laughs> Ava Peron, is she still frozen? In, like she is in like at the, right? Cause they preserved her body. Is yeah, she they, still like that? Stefan, um, I'll so, give yeah. you the, the capsulized version. So there's a they, lot, there's a history of the body for yeah, sure. They, they embalmed her body while she, they started the embalming process while she was still alive. And then um, they, you know, when she died, they kept her body in lighting, lying in state for, uh, I think, like a couple months. And then the government changed and they took her body and they sent it to Italy and buried it in a marked grave, in an unmarked grave, because they didn't want the body to People be. People to take it? Exactly. So uh, in the 70s, the body was returned to her husband, Juan Perón, who was in Spain. And uh, there was like a rumor that he used to like prop her up in the living room uh, because he was like still obsessed with Evita. Um, Anyway, long story short, they when he went back to power and uh, his new wife became president after he died, they, uh, you know, built this big uh, mausoleum in Recoleta and they buried her. And that's where she's. And that's where you went detox. Mm hmm. As 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 a grand as 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 it would appear that she would want it in the movie. It's beautiful, and it's I mean it's pretty unassuming, really. Uh, but it is it's very beautiful. I mean the whole cemetery is stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you you know if you're not really looking for it or don't know what you're looking for, it's easy to miss um, <laughs> unless you find you know this famous crossdresser crying over it. Detox, <laughs> 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 tell me what it was like for you though. I mean it must have been such a full circle moment. You're like a kid watching this on a big screen in the dark and then cut to you in Buenos Aires looking up at the back. It was a totally full circle moment. Like like one of the most special experiences in my life mm-hmm. thus far, for sure. Um, and especially like just being like just the welcomeness of the people there and how, um, how much they embraced me. And I, and I think they could tell that I was, you know, that it was very genuine. My, adoration mm-hmm. of their of their country and their people and the history and the culture um and it was just a, a really cool moment for for them and it was a very cool moment for me because it was just i don't know and i got so many messages from from older fans that were like we remember this like you know it was almost yeah. like like you know seeing her again and like it was so, oh, i was i'm talking about it it was very it was strange <laughs> surreal um i don't know no, I, and you I can tell in your there. performance, then <laughs> you, your performance of "You Must Love Me." There's so much like respect, you know, and and it's just you don't you don't camp it up because it's it's not the opportunity to do that, you know what I mean? And I, right. I really love that. So going into creating a memorable Madonna performance in your work, I mean, obviously there's 
tons of looks and songs to choose from. So what's one that you haven't done that you'd like to do like a full scale production number? Money, no object. I don't know <laughs> because it's like, um, cause part of what I do when I, when I do perform Madonna is that's like, I don't want to ever really impersonate, impersonate. or yeah. like emulate her because it's not really what I do. I just like, I always love to kind of bring yeah. myself into whatever I'm doing. I was, I don't know. Um, and that's what was so great about the SEX performance because it was you, but you were doing a Madonna song. Right. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. I always like to do, like, I, um, I used to perform, um, I want you with, with massive attack all the fucking mm-hmm. time. And that's one of my favorites to do, but it's like one of those where, you know, you just sit and smoke a cigarette on stage and like slope around, <laughs> <laughs> which are like my favorite numbers to do. Exactly. Uh, right. It takes very minimal work for me. Uh, I don't know what I, I mean, I always wanted to do the Grammys version of music when she came out and like danced on the car and had like nice. all the disco mm-hmm. balls everywhere. Um, a huge. Can you dorm. do the deep knee squats? Of course. I don't know if I can do them anymore after <laughs> not working out for <laughs> ever. <but laughs> we'll see. Um, recently, you spoke to UK Magazine Attitude, and they were talking to you about Ray of Light, and you revealed that it helped get you through a dark time in your life. I feel like, as you know, most longtime Madonna fans have a piece of music or some of her work that speaks to them on like a spiritual level. Can you tell us what Ray of Light means to you and what it, what, how it's helped you or how it helped you at the time and how it's helped you since? Well, I mean, I was 12 years old when it came out and I remember we had just moved. Um, My dad was with the state department and then, so we moved around quite a bit, but we landed in Arizona in 92 and we lived in Arizona from 92 to 97. So that was like the biggest chunk of any place that we kind of grew up living, my twin brother and I. Mm -hmm. So we were super familiar there, but my dad had a midlife crisis, decided to move us to a tiny town in North Carolina. And it was right around the same time when the album came out. And it was the first time that I really felt othered being like really flamboyant and queer and like not really knowing how to navigate that at at a young age. And, you know, like being called a faggot from teachers yeah, and mm-hmm. students and like really like, you know, feeling the scope of, of a bigoted community and just, you know, seeing racism for the first time, like live and in person, yeah. seeing just how awful people can be. And I, it threw me into a really dark depression. And then that album came out and it totally, I just immersed myself in it and yeah. listened to it nonstop with my headphones and just cry and like think of a world mm-hmm. outside of where I was living in that bubble. And that was such a euphoric and ethereal sound. And, you know, it was just such a stunning body of work. Yeah. Madonna catharsis is always good, you know? Oh, for can... sure. I have it all the time though with every album, but that's like, it's still yeah, to say, <laughs> probably my favorite. And I still, I was just listening to it last night to go to bed. I put on that. <laughs> it's my favorite go-to. I, I had a, like a moment few weeks ago and i just i I, yeah i hit ray of light and i was listening to the lyrics to swim and i was like why haven't Mm -hmm. i heard this the way that it that that it resonated at that moment you know i was like "Mm -hmm." swim was the one that was like that bitch was on repeat yeah yeah (laughs) no yeah it's there when you need it and that's what's amazing about her her intelligence as a songwriter you know it's like sometimes the first time you hear it, you're like, I don't like this. You know, I don't like this song. There's something not right about it. And sometimes what that is, is that it's too on the nose. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So you were on Entertainment Tonight a couple of years ago defending Madonna, which love as, a, as, as all Madonna fans know, we all have to do it. We, we've all had to do at one point or another. And why? I don't. I never have understood why we have to do it. Why does she just? Yeah. Why does she need us to defend her so much? Because people are fucking terrible. <laughs> and doesn't it seem well, like so, if people find out that you really love her, then they dig in even deeper? Mm-hmm. Pardon the pun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I so couple couple things with this. What do you say to those naysayers? If you know, because I find a lot of the younger gays don't mm-hmm. really know who she is and don't mm-hmm. really respect her. You know, they think I, I was on a volleyball team uh, like two years ago and one of the young gays was like early twenties and he found out I was a huge Madonna fan and he was like, isn't she dead? And I was like, Oh <gasps> my God, oh, I'm going to slap you right now. But, um, but yeah, what do you say to naysayers? Um, fuck off. No, <laughs> look at the body. Of it's, I, it's funny that you mentioned like younger gays because I have like a lot of young gay fans and I've become um, good friends with this younger gay kid here in Chicago over the last year. And he was really unfamiliar with Madonna and her work and like everything and, you know, knows how much I love her and messaged me and was like, Hey, um, tell me more about her. Like, let me like start. And so I gave him the deep dive. Like, this is what you're going to want to do. You know, (laughs) we were talking about, I think concerts or something. I'm like, well, Madonna invented the tour with the blonde ambition tour. So first of all, Mm -hmm. you need to start there, watch truth or dare, watch the tour, watch all the tours. So he's now like, excuse me, doing his homework and messaging me every other day. Oh my God, I'm just watching this. And she's amazing. And I didn't know she did all this work with AIDS and I didn't know that she's always been a champion Mm -hmm. for gays. And you know, it's stuff that the kids don't know about because they obviously haven't, you know, she hasn't been, as showcased in the the last 10, 15 years as she should be. (laughs) Yeah. She also doesn't do herself any favors because she, she never really looks back at her career. So she's not like, well guys, I did this and I did that. And you should look at this. She doesn't need to. That's what we're here for. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay. I want to talk about drag race, but you know, but keep it Madonna, of course. Um, So, Give us your thoughts on the two Madonna-related Drag Race features, which unfairly took place outside of the seasons that you appeared in. But <laughs> it actually may have been like you know a blessing in disguise because you you would have slated either way. Um, the first one was the Night of a Thousand Madonnas, which I awful cringe. Awful. <laughs> I, I was I was at a viewing party, I think, in New York, watching okay. that. Sorry yeah. to interrupt tell, you. Tell us when you saw four kimonos in a row. Show. I was losing my mind. <laughs> I, I think that like somebody like posted it on the store because I was like literally like what the fuck is this? This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so disappointing, and I, I mean I'm sure like at, at the time people were like oh the it's the the, the not so obvious choice would be to do kimono Madonna, but bitch if I see another person pulling if I see three other people pulling out a kimono guess what I'm gonna change I it I'm gonna figure something else yeah. out you know. Um, so that was disappointing. And then they did the, the night of a thousand Madonna's part two, the reover, like the redo. And Mm -hmm. there were like a couple, a couple, um, repeat offenders on that as well. Yeah. I mean, I I can't remember what look it was, but there was a couple different looks that were like two of something. And, and, you know, you know, what's funny is that most people, their go-to is like early, you know, uh, East village Madonna. And they didn't even like go close to that you know no so, i was very disappointed that was a missed opportunity but i think they redeemed themselves with uh the unauthorized madonna rusical from season 12 what did you think of that it was brilliant i yeah. loved it 
It was so good. Like I mean, the 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 writing alone was just great. Like the yeah. way it told her story and celebrated her and um everyone did a fantastic job. You know, like it was just a really fun usually I don't like the the rusicals. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's something that's so obnoxious about them. But I mean, and probably it's my <laughs> my love and adoration of the material, like the source material. But yeah. It was mm. so good. And I remember texting Michelle and she was like, it's so good, isn't it? Like she, Michelle's a huge fan. And oh, I'm like, yeah. this is the best musical oh, yeah. ever. She was like, it's so good. <laughs> no, it was I, brilliant. I was, when Gigi Good came out, I was so proud of her because, you know, she's like a 19, 20 year old guy and she came out and she, she hit it. She hit it. it was she crazy. did. Yeah. Jan was so, rocked though. <laughs> I, I, I know. Yeah. You, you're right. So, um, hey, let's hope that Madonna's movie, her autobiographical movie, is as good as the musical. Let's well, hope. The music will be better. We know that. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so while while we're talking about um, Drag Race and Michelle Visage, tell me about like the first time you got to chat with her about Madonna, because you had to do it, you know? Oh, for sure. Well, Michelle and I became friends before I even filmed my season. Like, we started oh, nice. getting... I met her on, during season three, when she first started judging, we met mm-hmm. um, through Delta, Delta Work. And then, um, you know, obviously when she started coming back to do, at the time she was still living in Miami and then she hadn't made the full move to, to LA yet. But she would come in town to like do whatever press or film the show and I would see her at Mickey's and I would make her come to Mickey's with me to go watch the drag shows. And so <laughs> we would just meet each other on Monday nights and go throw money at Raven and the girls um, and became really close that way. And like, you know, obviously I know that she loves Madonna. She knew that I loved Madonna. And that was like, one of, you know, when, when Madonna fans meet Madonna fans, it's like, you yeah. know, we're like magnets to each other. Yeah. It's like shorthand, you know, there's not a lot yeah. you have to say, you know. Have there been a lot of other queens that you've met through the years that have shared your love of Madonna? Um, a few. Um, Bianca. I don't know. I just went through puberty right there, I think. Few. <laughs> <laughs> Bianca is a huge Madonna fan. Really? Um, yeah, you wouldn't think so, but no. she is a huge Madonna fan. Um, obviously, Venus Delight. Venus and I worked together a lot back in L.A. Um, mm-hmm. at the Dream Girls Review, and she was a fantastic Madonna impersonator. Um, you know, if, if you're a gay of a certain age, you're a Madonna fan. Yeah. And if you're not, there's something mm-hmm. wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I like to think that maybe if you're not a Madonna fan, it's because you have been introduced at the, you know, with the right material. Like maybe right. something didn't hit, maybe something didn't hit right or whatnot. But, um, well, oh, and you were praising Madonna's red carpet look. It's that yellow dress by Oliver uh, Thayskins that she wore to the VH1 Fashion Awards in 1998. Um, This is just completely off off topic of anything, but Madonna's walked many a red carpet. Are there other favorite looks that you've loved of hers from the red carpet? Um, I really loved the punk rock Met Gala look. Oh, yeah. With yeah. The, with that, like, blunt bang and the mm-hmm. really short fitted blazer and the fishnets. Um, obviously, that moment in Cannes where she was wearing Gautier and she has, like, the, you know, the comb bra and just the laundry mm-hmm. and that huge oh, yeah, robe yeah, yeah. was epic. Um, everything she does is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> everything she does is amazing. One of my, um, I always got asked the question, like, what I would have done um, for the night of a thousand Madonnas and my go-to was always that one shot of her in Versace where she's falling down the stairs and there's like the poison apple. Oh my God. My all time. One of my favorite of images of her ever. And I'm like, that is what I would it like is, to do. I love that one too. That, but I, my favorite is where she's playing chess with the dog. 
Oh, obsessed. <laughs> that, that whole, whole shoot, shoot is fantastic. Though, come on. I mean, can I, can it's I, too good. Can I tell you guys something about that shoot? It was shot at Mar-a-Lago. Yes. I know. I try to put that out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I took you there again, but. No, it's, yeah, we're, we're just healing, Tony. Can we not go back there to those, those dark days? But one of my other favorite um, iconic Madonna looks, which is a pretty simple one, was the VMAs where she was wearing all the Tom Ford for Gucci with that beautiful, high, you know, big weave in. Oh, that fall Courtney, is with fantastic. With that fall, when Courtney Love threw the compact up. Yeah. That yeah. look is so, <laughs> yeah. it's so simple and chic and underrated. Courtney Love is desperate for attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I, I love that interview because you know the producers were like, get her up here. Oh my God, right Kurt Ladder was like stroking it so big. He was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. And it is. It's such iconic television. Like, I don't know what Courtney Love was on or, you know, but it was, and Madonna was just horrified and they just mm. wouldn't let her leave. Well, Madonna was there <laughs> to plug something to remember and she never got the opportunity to finish. Nope. <laughs> Who? Uh, hey, it, it was a memorable television movie. So. <laughs> no, it was awesome. That's all. So tell us what the... Now my voice is getting really high. So tell us what, <laughs> what's the... Like your plan for post-pandemic. Like I know it's affected every industry, but especially the drag industry because you guys are out there. You have to be on stage and, and meeting and greeting people, you know, in, including um, drag con. Drag con. Yeah, I'm so bad at yeah. this. Um, but yeah, so so tell tell us what, what, I mean, what do you know and what do you think will happen? Yeah, is, drag con, is drag con coming back this year? Will it? I have no it idea, honestly. I feel like it's too soon. I, honest, I think yeah. that if it were going to come back, that we would have probably already known about it. Like, it would have, the plans would have already been made, the announcements would have been done. So I, I feel like that's probably something that's really unlikely. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate because uh, drag con, A, they're so fun, but it's also it's a lot of bread and butter for most of us. Yeah. It's, it's like really sure. so much merch. And um, so that sucks. You know, obviously touring is, is, is non existent at the moment besides a few little random things here and there. And who knows when that'll even get back to normal. But the, the shitty thing is, it's like, you know, I'm I'm wildly successful and I'm very lucky and I'm in a completely different situation than so many other artists out there. And if yeah. I'm struggling, which I am, I can't, you know, it's, it's kind of unimaginable how other people that are in the same industry as I am who haven't had the opportunity to have a, a situation like Drag Race come up yet are, are you know, struggling and, and mm-hmm. you know, thriving even while in this pandemic, which is really uh, an amazing thing to witness. Like there's been so many awesome creative queens coming out with all kinds of digital content, which like me as an old lady does not know how to do, but it's been really (laughs) cool and inspiring, like seeing these young kids doing some fierce shit from home. I know, right? And hopefully being able to make money from it, you know? Yeah, I feel like some people have really like stepped out of the box and, and, you know, created their own platforms, which is, is great. So how can we support our favorite drag queen, Detox, until you're on stage. <laughs> um, I, I buy my merch, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> buy my merch. Um, I don't know. I don't just show me love. Oh. <laughs> show everybody love. That's the, the best. <laughs> the, what, the best way that you can support me is to love Madonna. <laughs> go do hey, your you research can... and go do some studying on the Queen, um, and then you know support your entertainers. 
show everyone love if we're doing well, digital so shows. I, I'm, buy I'm curious. Exactly. I'm curious. Why, what are your thoughts on why Madonna has not yet gone on Drag Race? I don't know. Maybe it's a scheduling thing. Maybe it's you know who knows. Who knows what her? I'm, it would be amazing. It would be brilliant. Right. I mean, she has to go on at some point. I, I mean, know all just, these Madonna challenges are them basically being like, mm-hmm. "Hello, <laughs> yeah, we're here. Hey, pay attention to me." You know, like it's they have to. <clears throat> yeah, and I know RuPaul is a fan. I mean, I've heard him on his podcast talk about Madonna, but he doesn't really gush about her. He right. He's very like. He holds back a lot, but I know, I know he loves her, you know? Maybe she's afraid of Michelle. Who knows? Michelle can be scary. (laughs) (laughs) I think it would be brilliant, though. And, like, I know Lourdes is a huge fan of the show um, and her drag. And I think, uh, so, Lourdes, if you're out there listening to us, (laughs) tell your mama to go do the show. (laughs) I think it would be, it would be so amazing for, like, our generation, but it would be a great opportunity for the younger, which, let's face it, our our, um, fan base is young girls and yeah. you know middle-aged housewives that's mm-hmm. our big demographic so it would be a great way for her to connect to a, an audience that doesn't really care to do the research which is unfortunate no you're right especially yeah. now that she's the face of mark jacobs and juicy couture it's new root new rebrand so i mean you know mm-hmm. she's, she could go out there and uh sell it yeah i think it would be great for madonna to go on Drag Race just because for her, Madonna's personal brand, you know, like it would be such a great introduction for her. I mean, she'd have to go out and do some oldies and, you know, like she'd have to, you know, give the gays what the gays want as opposed to, <laughs> you know, like. What she, she gives did. me what like, I need all the time. <laughs> even guys, even just... her crazy Instagram stories, even when she <laughs> looks like she's lost her marbles. I'm like, yes, please feed me, nourish me. This is what I need. Let me suckle from Momo's teeth. <laughs> You know, a, a, a thought just popped into my head. Whatever happened to the Material Girl fashion line? Um, I I don't know if it's still around or not. It's been yeah, ages I, since I've been in a Macy's. I think they phased that yeah, out. Yeah, I feel I like they it, phased it out, though. It did really well for a minute there, though. Yeah, me too. I was you always know, so excited to see who's going to be the new Material Girl, you know? Because it was, know, it was, it was really Taylor cool. Momsen. It was Kelly Osbourne. Oh, it was right. Rita Ora. Um, I thought I was going to be the Tony's next one. Tony's just upset. Tony's <laughs> just upset because he couldn't be the next material girl. That's oh. why I really wanted to be. But. We'll Photoshop a picture of you. <laughs> <laughs> from material <girl> so we want to talk about some of our friends that we have in common. So um, DJ Lena Bradford, I've known her for years and she's a friend Lena. of the podcast. I'm actually doing the dollhouse tomorrow. All right. Well, tell us all about <gasps> oh, that. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> That'll be super fun. I have no idea what I'm in store for, but I'm, uh, it's, I think we're doing a, a digital in the dollhouse mm-hmm. Zoom party tomorrow um, at two o'clock. My yeah, time. We, we loved uh, her birthday wish video to you. I really love cool. oh my God, her that was hysterical. so much. I met her through, um, I want to say Candace Kane first introduced us and it was mm-hmm. like, like love at first sight, but obviously we've had so many mutual friends throughout the years. And it was like, when we finally first met, I was like this, just that energy that she exudes right? and that it's smile such- mm-hmm. and the, the radiance and the glow of Lena Bradford is just so I don't know, infectious and um, well, and, and she always turns out the tunes. Mm-hmm. Let me tell oh, you. Oh my gosh, she's incredible. I, I, 
She's been getting me through the pandemic on her on her Lena's Lounge and Go Big or Go Home. Like I just tune in, I'll keep it on in the background, but then I like I think I'm gonna have it on in the background. And then I just end up having to watch right. her. Yeah. It's just fun to like see what she's doing and her she delivers such amazing outfits. I'm like, where is she getting the budget for all of these clothes? Like oh, don't worry about shit. that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I she's been serving looks. I mean, I've been dancing to her music live for twenty. Well, yeah, on Fire Island, twenty-one I mean, years, you know, and every like, every night on Fire <clears throat> Island, she was doing it. So, you've also um, had we had Nadia Ginsburg on the podcast last season, and I know that she made a starring role as the mother, and this is how we do it. And <laughs> I love which, Nadia. Oh my god, she's so fantastic. She is amazing and so sweet and so funny. And how did you, how did you come to know who she was? Was it because she impersonates met, Madonna? Well, that, but I think I met her through Jackie B when I first moved oh, nice. to LA. She and Jackie oh, B do a yes. lot together and, you know, she would always be at the casita shows and, um, you know, just running around in that circle, meeting so many fabulous people. Excuse me. <clears throat> I feel like a little frog in my throat. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's incredible. I, I don't even know how she got involved in my music video, to be honest. I think, my director. She probably just showed up. She's she probably, probably just knocked on the door. Was her like, house. She was like, what are you doing? Sh- I'm going to be in this. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember hey, seeing I hear her you're on filming. I'm going to be in this. I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I say this every time we bring her up. It's like, I just can't wait for people to get back on stage so I can see Nadia. I can see you. I can go to a club and dance by Lena oh, I spinning I records. Wait. I mean, <laughs> get on, put, on a, put on a slutty outfit and just go Tear it up on the dance floor. I'm getting a little more optimistic than I have been because, I'm, well, first of all, I got my first dose of the vaccine, but people good, are starting. Oh, we to- all did, yes. Yeah. Yay. Oh, here's, here's, cheers to pre-existing conditions. Yeah, vaxxers. Um. <laughs> they, they, they finally come in handy after all these years. <laughs> so I'm excited. Well, and you know, I see people are getting more and more people are getting it, and I think that's making people breathe easier. More things are opening up. You know, mm-hmm. as long as everyone continues to act responsibly and, and as safely as possible, I think that we're on the right track for some kind of seemingly normal situation. Uh, in a nouvelle the near normal. future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the new yes. normal. I don't see it happening yeah, in like the next couple months, but it's, it'll no, get no. there. We'll no. get there eventually. We just gotta... no, I, I'm telling you, as soon as I get my second shot, two weeks after I get my second shot, I am celebrating by dining at a restaurant and going to a movie. I just want to like, just <gasps> I'm dying to go to a movie. I just want to go see a fight. I, I just want to get shitty popcorn <laughs> and, and over syrupy Coca Colas oh. and, and watch the previews. I never thought that that would sound like heaven on earth, but it does. Um, Going to of, movies is like one of my favorite things to do. I know, period. me too. So, Especially in New York here when it's like 99 degrees and it's like, I'm going to a movie for four hours. Oh yeah, yeah. everything, just, when everything smells like this. just sneak yeah. into yeah. theaters, like, you know, just pay for one and then just like put on a hat as you go to the bathroom and then sneak into another one. Okay, we, we don't <laughs> recommend that you do that, but... Um, yeah, we do. You, yeah, you, do. Got, a mar- you got a marathon a movie every now and again. Okay. I mean, it, Speaking you know. of movies, uh, Detox, you obviously know that, you know, Madonna was up for one of the roles in Showgirls as Crystal Connors, but obviously didn't make the movie. But you were in Showgirls and Drag. Who did you play? How did you get involved? And tell us what that was like. I played Crystal Connors. Of course well, her did. name was, we got. <laughs> and the, and the, we had to change the names and everything because it was a parody. Right. Um, uh, 
but obviously I'm obsessed with Showgirls. That's how Michelle and I bonded too, is over the, oh. our love and appreciation of the movie Showgirls, because it's just so awful, but so amazing. <laughs> and Gina Gershon was so hot, mm-hmm. and I just I was oh, obsessed so with her. So, um, it was uh, Stephen and um, Beth Wheatley, and I can't, I'm trying to remember Stephen's last name, and it's gonna, he's going to kill me if he listens to this. <laughs> but Stephen, if you are listening to this, I love you. They <laughs> wrote it together, and um, Stephen Guarino, that's it. I think. Oh, yes, Anyways, I love him. He you, was on... Yeah. Um, Happy endings, yes. Yes, yes. He's brilliant. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. so, so funny. And he, I, I want to say he wrote the whole script, but I could be wrong. But it was him and his partner, Beth Wheatley. Um, they produced this little thing at the Dragonfly in LA. Um, Willem was Nomi. I was Crystal. <laughs> and then Vicky Box was, uh, she played multiple parts, but she was like Molly, the best friend, but a, a, a big fat. Uh, non-black <laughs> version of her, and then she also played Big Mama, who was like That's the what MC I was at the ask, strip club. Yeah. <laughs> so she would, it's, <laughs> which is so problematic. Like thinking about it now, but she had I a know. sign <laughs> during the show that said like um, Big Mama, and then when you flipped it around, it's the black one, which was terrible. Oh my god! Uh, but that's how. <laughs> anytime that she changed between characters, she would flip that little sign around. Uh, it was just, it was a shit show, but so, so much fun. Yeah. That, that's one of my all time favorite anything. You know, I, I wish that I'd gotten to see that one. I did get to see the Showgirls musical when it played here in New York. And, um, I've been to one of the, um, shows in San Francisco at, um, Castro, but yeah. It's, oh, nice. But yeah, just showgirls all day um it was really fun i mean when dwb was like really thriving and we were all still close friends so we were like <laughs> we have to do it again we have to like do it on a bigger stage and a bigger scale um obviously that didn't happen but <laughs> that's okay i mean like, sometimes you know it's like madonna says you don't have to go back you know <laughs> right yeah so i, w- I want to talk about music um 20 20- music sorry i keep doing that to. every time you do it every time you do it tony i just well all right yeah <laughs> so um i yeah i was reading that you're a, a fan and a friend of rosine Mur- murphy and it got me thinking i was like wow her new album was like one of the masterpieces of 2020 but then so good. there was there was a lot of really great music that came out uh luckily for us uh what what turns you on musically what did you love from last year um what, what what's one of your favorite tracks from rosine's album um, I mean, the whole album is really incredible. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't even think of, um, I mean, simulation is really great. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. um, oh, I just heard one track on at the gym. We got together. Oh, yeah, we good. got together. Yeah. It's so good. It makes me want to rage. That one, that one. Comes I had, on, had I my, crank own, it up I had my like, own music on and I had to turn it off and I was, I shazammed it because I didn't know what it was. And I was like, who is this? And I was like, Oh my God, this yeah. is so good. And now it's just on repeat. She's yeah. incredible. That whole album was, like you said, it was a masterpiece. It was, I think it was so needed. It was like hard, oh, yeah. hard disco to party yeah. in your house by yourself while you're cleaning your floors. <laughs> that's that's all I've been doing. There was a lot of good disco that came out in 2020. Yeah, Jesse album was really cute. Yeah. Jesse yeah, Ware's album was really Jesse amazing. Jesse Ware. Oh yeah. my gosh, that was heaven. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but you know, I didn't Kylie, really... Kylie Minogue. Oh yeah, Kylie, I, yeah. You're, I'm going to be murdered, I'm sure, but I haven't listened to the whole <laughs> album. <laughs> Sorry, I got to listen okay, to it. It's okay. If you've heard, have you heard Real Groove? I don't know. I couldn't tell you the names right, of well, them. Okay. Maybe. 
You can get back to us. I've liked them all. I just haven't, <laughs> I just haven't sat down and listened to them. I always keep everything on shuffle. And I'm like, um, I've been really nostalgic over the last year. So I've been mm-hmm. listening to like a lot of like my, my standards from when I was younger, like a lot of massive attack and trip hop and, mm-hmm. uh, and Portishead and, uh, um, and Anita Baker, um, and Lisa Ooh, Fisher. Like, she's I'm giving you like, the best that I got. You know? Honey. <laughs> so my brain <laughs> no. is all over the place. Yeah, no, me too. I mean, like, I recently got back into expose. Like, who knew that yes. that would be, like, my saving oh, grace, you know? And, and Pet Shop Boys, a little freestyle. Too. Yeah, and Pet uh-huh. Shop Boys, I've done, like, a... I've gone all the way back and, and then, you know, but yeah. And then making all these disco playlists with all this amazing, you know, Neo disco from last year. But, you know, it also means that I could put God control on a playlist and it would make sense. So. Right. Correct. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) And I've been pumping the shit out of Madame Max, to be honest. My sister and I both have been like blasting it on repeat. Like we were like, why is she so ahead of her time all the time? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think it's time for our favorite part of the podcast, Stefan. What do you think? Yes, I, I, I agree, Tony. Good good point. Okay, so Detox, we do a lightning round every episode. Oh, God. It is basically a quick off-the-cuff, off-the-top-of-your-head, wherever you're at in your It's Madonna all stuff journey. you know. Yeah, you, it's very easy. Favorite Madonna song? This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> favorite Madonna song? I, I can't pick one ever. Okay, but one of my one of my all time favorite songs is "Nothing Feels." Ooh, that's good. oh good. Okay, favorite Madonna video <sighs> today. Favorite Madonna video today because <laughs> it changes, you know. I'll come back to that one. All right, okay. <laughs> that's not really lightning round, though, is it? Uh, no. uh, 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 I don't know. What's the one where she's playing chess from Ray of Light? Um, the power, power of goodbye. goodbye. Power of goodbye is so beautiful, and she looked amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite Madonna tour? I want to say reinvention because it was my first one, and the first one is always a magical experience. And it was yeah. just—it was a phenomenal tour too. Yeah. I watch. Totally. I watch. I'm going to tell you a secret all the time. <laughs> yeah. No. It's a. I, I. I look. I didn't. I think I sold that tour too short, and then when you go back and watch it, you're like. It was, re- yeah, it was really um, good. It, it I mean, of the great. tours that I've seen, that's yeah. that's my favorite, I think. No, that but must have been an amazing really close. tour for you to see, uh, you know, for the first time because it was like packed with hits. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we didn't get that before. You yeah. Know? It was, I just got chills thinking about it. My mom took me for my, I think it was my 17th birthday or my 18th oh. birthday, maybe. Oh, it was a, a good, really fun experience, yeah. Uh, favorite Madonna look, and it can be from a video, a tour, a photo shoot. I mean, I think you've already said that the staircase. In that staircase Versace. one for sure. And then there's this other one when um, when Die Another Day came out. I want to say it was ID Magazine or or maybe oh, even V Magazine, like where she's yes, you know exactly which that she had that that really it's like a fierce, crisscross. Cri- yeah, yeah, the crisscross. Like there's like ropes, and yeah, and her yeah. body is like so like she's like ripped. And she's got this beautiful, like, smoky eye, but, like, a really pale lip and that fucking amazing, super sleek bob. I guess Pop Magazine? Pop Magazine, that's what it yes. was. Yeah. Yeah, and what was interesting about that shoot is that I've not seen her hair like that before or after. No, I loved it, though. I loved it, yeah. I love it when she pulls yeah. out, like, a one-off look, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, did you mention favorite Madonna song? I don't think, did we? 
I think you said. Oh no, you I said, said nothing, nothing fails. fails. Oh, yeah. you, no, favorite Madonna video. You said. Oh, you said. Oh Power God, no, you're not getting Power Fire. That's fine. Power Fire. <laughs> all right. Which is, right. I mean, it's a strange choice, but she just looks so beautiful, and it's. I don't know. Maybe it's one of the last ones that I actually watched. So, that's just the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> what are yours? Oh God, it changes all the time for me. See? I, mean, I like, yeah, like, I, well, favorite Madonna song. I always, it's a Vogue. It's I mean, always one of the top ones, but yeah. I mean, it depends on the mood, you know, like I've been in a bad girl phase recently, like just, mm-hmm. you know, like anything erotica that's in fact, I've, that's been, I've should... been like watching the girly show, like a motherfucker lately. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, if you're going to cover a Madonna song next, you should do something from erotica. That would be, yeah, I, think, I do actually, mm-hmm. um, one of the, when my, I started touring a couple years ago over, um, in South America and I did, um, Secret Garden into Rain, and I had like this whole like really fierce costume that like bloomed when I opened it up. Um, oh, nice, and that was really fun. I don't know if you can find a video of that anymore, but you should look it up. I will make it a point to do that. That whole album <laughs> Tony's was amazing. He, he, knows how to, he knows how to find those things. Tony's good at <laughs> and research. Well, I, I, I know you're a busy lady. And, and uh, you've got home renovations and an empire to run, so we don't want to keep you too much longer. But um, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Well, everyone, that's our show for today. We'd like to thank our very special guest, Detox, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. You can thank find- you for having me. You're so welcome. Um, you can find Detox on Twitter, Instagram, Cameo. You know, send um, some money that way. Cha-ching. And, yep. And YouTube at The Only Detox and on the web theonlydetox.com. She's also on Spotify and Apple Music, stream and download the music. She's everywhere. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MLBC Podcast, on the web at mlbcpodcast.com. And we are streaming wherever you listen to podcasts. So please share us with your friends and fellow Madonna fans. Yes. And Detox, thanks so much for joining us today. We, we Tell Michelle we said hello and send our love and we'd love to have her on the show. <laughs> and um, we are going to close out today's show with a Detox classic. Oh, um, God. We're going to play a little Supersonic. <laughs> we're going to take it back. Song of the summer. All right, guys. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. Until next time. Thanks, Detox. Bye. Thank you, guys. Accelerate.
fantastic. Push start automatic. Speed of love. 